0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 423. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with chapter 8. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with Matthew chapter 8. Jesus is done with the Sermon on the Mount, and he comes down and he starts to do work. Jesus heals a man with leprosy. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So Jesus gets right back to work. He gets back to work with healing. He will heal a number of people in this particular chapter. We have three different healings and uh, the restoring of a demon-possessed man all covered in this chapter here after he comes down from the mountain. And the first one is this man who has leprosy. And leprosy, of course, is a terrible disease. It is a skin disease, and not only does it affect how you look, but it also affects the nerve endings so that you can eventually hurt your hand and don't realize it, and therefore you eventually lose fingers. It doesn't cause the fingers to fall off, but people thought it did for so long because it removes your ability to sense that pain. But in this time, in this day and age, in Jesus' time, If you had leprosy, it had a second effect, which was you needed to stay away from people. You needed to shout, unclean, unclean, if you came within stone's throw of them. And so this man who is bowing before Jesus is breaking the law. He is doing what would be seen as the wrong thing for him to do. He's getting too close. But that's not enough because Jesus actually reaches out and touches this untouchable man. This man who had to move out of his house and away from his family and go live someplace else because he could not be with people. He was not allowed to be in contact with them. He wasn't allowed to be close to them. And Jesus reaches out and touches them and says, be clean. He doesn't have to do that to heal him. It's not that the touch is the healing in terms of the leprosy, the touch is the healing in terms of the untouchableness of the man. I think the touch of Jesus is still the healing that I need when I am an untouchable, the healing that I need when I think that I am not worth touching, when I am not worth being around, when I don't see what God sees when I look at me. I think the touch of Jesus is still what you need when you feel outside, when you feel isolated, when you feel not a part of the community anymore, that Jesus continues to reach out and touch us and restore us, not just to health, but into the fellowship of believers. The gospel continues, the faith of the centurion. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be great weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And the servant was healed at that moment. It's interesting that the version here in Matthew and Luke are slightly different. I've been teaching the gospel of Luke in the Bible study that I do at Juvenile Hall. And Luke is, of course, a gospel that is intending to talk about the universal message of Jesus. Matthew is aimed at the Jews and Luke more at the Greeks and at the rest of us who are non-Jews. Luke brings in a couple of the details that aren't important to Matthew and his gospel, and that is that it's the Jewish leaders who come on the centurion's behalf and say it's right that you would do this for this guy. He built us a synagogue. He deserves it. There's something different about the centurion in Luke's account right from the beginning when Jesus is told that this centurion is different. This centurion isn't just an occupying soldier. This centurion respects our our habits, our laws, our people. You should do something for him. In Matthew's account, he doesn't include that part of the story because it's not critical to the story that he's telling here, but he just focuses on the faith of the centurion and says there's a centurion and there's a servant. And we learn here that he is at home paralyzed, suffering terribly, a detail that Luke leaves out. The interesting thing, of course, too, is that the centurion cares. Now, a centurion is someone who is in charge of a century of or a hundred soldiers, and so he's something like a captain would be the equivalent—not a general who's in charge of the whole legion or in charge of the whole army, and not a legionnaire or a private who has only orders to answer but nobody to boss around. The centurion is somewhere in between. He's middle management. He understands authority. He says. But he also cares about people, right? He cares about the Jewish people and has built them a synagogue. He cares about this servant who is suffering terribly, a servant who is in this world fairly replaceable, but not the centurion. The centurion goes out of his way and comes to Jesus and says, please heal my servant. And Jesus says, well, shall I come and heal him? And he said, no, 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 no. I'm not worthy of that. That's not who I am. I'm an outsider. I'm a centurion. I'm a Roman. I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. Talk about humility. This is somebody who is a very powerful person. And he says, no, I'm not worthy of that. But he said, I understand authority. I know the way things work. If you give orders, you are someone with authority is really what he's implying. If you give orders, orders will be carried out. Just like when the general orders me to do something, I will do it. Just like when I order the legionnaire to do something, he will do it. If you say the word remember how I said that man with leprosy, the touching of the leper was not to clear the leprosy. The centurion understands that Jesus has the authority to cure even from a distance. He just has to say the word, even if he's not physically with the servant, as he is not physically with us. He says, you say the word and it'll happen. And Jesus says, where have you seen anybody with faith like this? In all of Israel, I haven't seen anybody with faith like this. I tell you, the people will come from the east and the west in that that feast with Abraham. And there will be people outside. And the implication is, unlike this centurion, the centurion will be inside because he believes. And Jesus does. Jesus says, be healed. And at that very moment, we're told, at that very moment, the servant is healed. Jesus teaches with authority. That's what they said at the end of last chapter, right? At the end of the Sermon on the Mount, they were amazed that he taught with authority. Jesus heals with authority. Jesus has authority. Jesus has authority over us. Jesus has authority over the things that affect us. Disease, disaster, misfortune, calamity. Jesus has authority. Take your troubles to Him. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast dot com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. dot com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram at Christuax. And as always.